Yeah, so welcome back. It's lovely to have you with us on Wildfire Tribe, our podcast. You can find out more information at our website, wildfiretribe.life. Yes, it's so nice to have you on board today where we are having real conversations about mystical things. So having real conversations about mystical things where once again we're down by the side of the river, but this time we're actually on a floating pontoon. We have seagulls within a couple of metres of us. We have barking dogs in the background. We have people around us. We do not apologise for being outside rather than being in a studio environment because we live a life of freedom and adventure and that takes us outside. So enjoy the background noises, enjoy the birds. If you're listening for the very first time, we just thank you for joining us. So today we're going to be talking about hearing God's voice or hearing from God, listening to the voices of the spirit world and how do we know when God is talking? Hearing from God. Can you hear from God through seagulls, like that seagull that was just in the background? I think you can hear from God through anything. So today we're supposed to be, if you believe that you can follow God's voice, we're probably supposed to be not here today. Is that right, Kylie? Mm, Possibly. So what I mean by that is about five weeks ago, we set our heart's desire on being somewhere that we're actually not today. And today's kind of the last chance we have of being in that place, which is actually on the other side of the world. Mm, It's true. So would you say that you heard God's voice tell you to go to the other side of the world? I think it's an adventure that we're on, and I think that it is an unravelling story about how we act upon and engage with the things that we feel like God's speaking to us. So if you think that you can hear God's voice and then you then things don't happen from what you thought you heard, did you hear his voice or not? Once again, I think it's a multi-dimensional space where we are learning that often God speaks to us and his, because he is outside of time, uh, the way that we understand and perceive those things that we hear often are our time frame that we set about landing what it is that he's saying to us is, can be very different to what it you know what it is for God like often you feel like he he's spoken to you promises and things that are going to happen things that are on your destiny scroll and you feel like well why are these things not happening and and days and and months and sometimes years can pass and and it can feel you can feel discouraged when you feel like those things you thought he'd spoken to you have not turned out or panned out the way that you thought that they might so this event that we were going to attend on the other side of the world and today being really the last chance we have to get on an aeroplane and to get to the other side of the world to be there in time for this event we also felt like we were supposed to be there last year and we weren't there either Mm, it's interesting do you want to talk any more about that do you want to talk about because today's talk is about hearing the voice of God so because we weren't there last year and at this stage it looks like we're not going to be there again this year. What do we do with that? Do we say that we we were acting outside of his voice? We were just actually trying to get to this thing without hearing his voice? Were we just roaming around the earth, not actually hearing his voice, but just doing what we want to do? Well, I feel like there are complexities to it because I feel like... Uh, We're learning to hear his voice for us as individuals, but when you're walking out life as a couple, you're also learning to hear his voice as a couple. And that's a whole nother level of hearing his voice. It's it's a difficult place when you're navigating two different personalities, you're navigating the ways in which we hear from God and and just what's in and out of our comfort zones as individuals and we're bringing that into this space of learning to walk with God as a couple. And it's a 
it's you're always going from glory to glory in that space like we're learning okay you know if he's speaking to me in this way and he's speaking to you in that way what does that mean like are we are we waiting here for some kind of a thing or are we moving over there to see the fullness of what it it feels like and and we're constantly on that journey of unpacking that you know trying to um, see what is he doing in this moment like maybe I feel comfortable to do that and maybe you don't so we need he's in the middle of all of those decisions and all of those things so I think there isn't any right or wrong when we're walking this out there's just the journey there's just the adventure and there's all kinds of possibilities along the way and some of the possibilities become your reality as you're trusting him in those places because on the on the other side of every time that you're pressing into him for some kind of breakthrough is an element of stepping into the unknown there's an element of exercising our faith muscle there's an element of trusting God in those places that don't make any sense there's an element of of everything unraveling of us laying aside you know our hopes for in something and just going okay well maybe in the middle of this is that am I going to still be filled with joy and am I going to still be trusting and and am I going to still be that bliss person when this doesn't happen the way that I that I thought it would and I think that there's elements of all of those things in each one of these uh, moments that when we're move, when we're navigating this space of hearing from God together, we have spoken in the past about identity, who we are, who we think we are, who our Creator is, how we're related to Him, Her, however you want to term it. Let's just speak broadly on on that subject. In Romans eight, it speaks of who we are, who we believe we are. In Romans 8 verse 15, the spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. So let's just accept that we believe that we are sons. Is that correct, Kylie? Yes. So myself being a son, Kylie being a daughter, we're both sons, we're both daughters. I don't really care about that language so much as who we belong to. So if he's our father and we are navigating this existence on earth, listening for his voice, does it also depend on how we view our relationship with him as to what we believe he may or may not say to us? Do we have to wait for his voice before we act upon jumping on that aeroplane to go to the other side of the world? Yeah, that, and I think that's kind of where we're at at the moment. It's like who, what is Don't it? Don't we just get to do whatever we want, Kylie? Or do we have to like with every decision stop and pray and wait for God to tell us what to do? Yeah, that's the part that I think that we like. I I feel like so. Well, my my testimony in this space is that most of the amazing um, stories that I have and that I've written in my book and uh, there's many. What book's that, Kylie? In my book, the new now, uh, which is available everywhere. Yep, you can. I speak about so many different amazing testimonies in there of encounters with people and I have hundreds of those that aren't in the book as well and most of those have required from me an element of immediate obedience when I've heard his voice. So he's spoken and and if I had taken that request or that that thing that he had was speaking to me in that moment and I'd rung three friends who were like you know pastors or something like that and then I'd like prayed about it and like that I'd done all of these different things in that moment then that testimony that would have just passed by and I would not have had the encounter that I had because it was something that required me to step into the moment as soon as I heard his voice. 
Righto. So you say you've heard his voice all of those times. What do you mean by hearing his voice? How can you hear God's voice? There's people that, not you, not you the listener, but some of your friends, some of your friends will will actually say to you, you can't hear God's voice. What do you mean by hearing God's voice? So when you say that, Kylie, what are you saying? Have you heard his voice? Well, I think it comes back to what you were just about to expand upon in Romans. Uh, like Jesus was constantly challenging the notion of God being out there somewhere, like separated from us, different, like distant and indifferent. He was constantly reminding us that the kingdom is at hand, that in him we're made one with God and that there is no separation It's like you think, okay, so what if in the beginning when the heavens and earth were formed, that they were always intended to be in union, like in union with one another and with God. So our our spirit and our soul and our body are intended to be in union, just like the heaven and the earth and all of creation are intended to be in union, just like God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit are intended to be in union and we're in union with him. So I think when we start to really grasp the understanding of our constant union with God, then we begin to come into this beautiful, sweet place where... We're in this constant conversation with him. And the more that you engage in that constant conversation, that a relationship with God is far more than just going to a church on Sunday where we talk about God or or we learn about God or we learn about the Bible and the stories and the people in it. But it's actually a 24-7 ongoing relationship and when you're engaged in that relationship, it's it's no different to learning the voice of a friend. So, you know, when you spend a lot of time with a good friend, you start to learn their voice, you know their mannerisms, you know you get to understand their nature and the heart of who they are. And then you can you get to the stage where you can think about them and then they call you or you, you realise that you're, you've become so familiar with them that your spirits and, and your whole consciousness are entwined with one another. And it, that's how it is with God. That's how we learn to hear his voice just by being in constant relationship with him. And then we begin to understand that he is love and that he is light and his very nature is this beautiful, loving father. Then you begin to know that when you hear things that are in line with his nature and the way that he whispers to us, you just know that it's him because you've built that relationship with him. There is an understanding that there's no separation between us and him. So there's no separation. I am in him and he is in me. Exactly. Doesn't really get any closer than that. So there's no separation as a, as so far as distance between us and God, God and us. So therefore... Do we even have to, you know, sit on the ground cross-legged with our hands together praying to God who's in heaven separate from us, awaiting for his response? Or is he that close to us that we just know his his every move and his every whisper? Exactly. It's an ever-flowing union. So then why didn't we hop on the plane and go to the other side of the world? I'm asking you that question. No, I just asked you. Well, I feel like that we needed to be in agreement with it and I felt like we weren't. So that's why it didn't happen. So as a couple who's navigating life, both believing that they can hear from God, then you get to a point where you wanted to go, you decided that we should go and that maybe we should have jumped in a car and driven to an airport and hopped on a plane without any money because that's that's been our drama as well. Like we have to actually share that with listeners is that it's not like we can actually just go everywhere that we believe that he wants us to go. There are also extenuating circumstances such as finances. So you're wanting to go to an airport and look for somebody holding up a sign that says, hello, Sean and Kylie, I have your ticket. 
to the other side of the world, here it is, and I'm not feeling that that's that exciting for me. So therefore, I frame it, frame it up in my mind that, well, if God wants us to go to the other side of the world, well, he can make it happen. He has to let me know before I hop in my car, drive 400 kilometres to go to the airport to then see if somebody's got a ticket for me. So that's where I am at with that. And so therefore, I would say that his voice is telling me, wait, wait for confirmation. I'm not getting that, so I'm not going. Where you're like, let's go anyway. And in the middle of all of that is a God that's just loving us and knowing that we're on this adventure together. And I'm trusting you with him. Like I'm trusting that. So have that you got it right and I've got it wrong or I've got it wrong? And like, like what, well, how do you figure that out? Well, I Who's just, hearing from him? Who's not? I feel like we're both hearing from him because he's speaking to us where we are at at the moment. So in the middle of all of that, is us having to hold everything lightly. And this is the key. Like, really, this is the key for you if you're listening and you're on a different page to somebody else that you're walking with is the key is trusting him in that place, holding what he's saying to you lightly because he's loving us in that space together. And my desire is that we would move in the fullness of what he has for us as a couple. And that supersedes my desire to just be on this wild, abandoned journey with God because I've chosen to journey my life with my husband. And I know there are lots of people in ministry that do ministry and their spouse stays at home and they go and they're they're traveling the world and doing all this wild stuff and everything. And I have done some crazy ministry trips without Sean. And I don't want to do that anymore. My choice in this is that I want to journey the next part of our lives together. And and whatever that looks like. So is it... I thought that we had also done some crazy ministry trips together. We have. We have. And that... So it's actually not that you're the only one that God speaks to in an adventurous way and you go and have these adventurous ministry trips. But whenever your husband's involved, that doesn't happen. (laughs) And that's not the truth. And that's why I love that I want to do... Like, I love doing this together. Because when... And that was where I was just about to get to, is that whenever I would return from any of those trips that I'd done on my own, it's... You feel this separation because how can you possibly explain to somebody what you've just experienced in another culture, in another place, you know, like... In 2012, we decided that we would go to India. I was given the opportunity to go and it was that exact same story. It was. Well, if I'm going, you have to come because there's no way in the world that I can explain to you what I think I'm about to experience when I get back. So if I'm going, you're going. If I'm not, you're not. Yep. Exactly. And that's what, it, and that was a ministry trip opportunity for you when you were studying at Bible college. And yeah, that was, that was like generous of them to allow me to be a part of that trip because it was a college trip. And I was so grateful because there's no way that Sean could possibly have come back and said anything that could, ho- could have done or explained to me what we experienced on the ground there when we went and, and I feel like that's where we're traveling now. We're in this space now where we're experiencing these things together. We're going into these deeper places and we're journeying it together. And I really want to be intentional about us doing that together. And, in an, in, and I think it's interesting. We were speaking to another couple this morning about the difficulties of navigating just relationships in general, let alone relationships where you're in business together or, wow, how cool, a bird just dived in and caught a fish. That was so mad. When we're journeying different uh, spaces in life together as a couple, it, you really need to be making sacrifices in some spaces in, where we're communicating with each other in a way that makes sense to the other person and we're walking this out uh, 
being considerate that you know we're at different places sometimes in our in the unraveling of whatever that might look like and for Sean he's really comfortable to like get on a motorbike and go and do some wild crazy adventurous thing he he is a super incredibly adventurous person so there is certainly no lack of that I think there are different spaces that we're navigating and for those those spaces for us at the moment that are uncomfortable and difficult are not being able to see uh, how we are going to be resourced into some of these things that we're believing God is opening up and that that's challenging for everyone that bird that just dived into the water in front of us and grabbed that fish just reminds me of a a time when I was down here by the river about a year ago I came down here at night time this river is in the town that we live in and I was by myself I couldn't sleep and I walked down here and I sat not on this pontoon but the one next to it at about 11 o'clock at night and I was talking to God and I was just like what have you got for us in our lives here where you brought us? There doesn't seem like there's much going on in our lives. So what is it that you're wanting to do in me, through me? You know, those discussions you have with God. And I felt that some words were bubbling up inside me that I needed to speak. And these words were not my words. These words were not planned words. So I am speaking these words at night time down by the river by myself which are God's words and he is saying through my mouth that this river will come alive with more fish than anybody has ever seen in their lifetime and that it would be so full of fish that nobody would be able to deny that it was a move of God that brought about all these fish in the river. Well if you have walked through any amount of time on this planet earth with God, the knowledge of God being your creator. You will also know that when you speak words like that, sometimes the river is not full of fish that's in your face that everybody can see and those words don't make sense. And that's exactly what happened to me that night was I walked away from my time at the river wondering why I spoke those words and also why those words did not seem to amount to what I spoke. The river was not full of fish that I could see and it was certainly not one of those occasions where everybody that was in this town would go, wow, did you see all the fish in the river? And be able to proclaim that God had you know, a, a move of a river full of fish that nobody had ever seen before. So I went home, I went to bed, I talked to Kylie about that experience and how it didn't seem like anything had happened. And about a week later, we came back down to the river. This time I came with Kylie and one of our boys to the exact same spot. I had forgotten at that time about being there the week before and what had gone on. And sure enough, as we, as the three of us went and sat in the same spot, what happened then, Kylie? There were like thousands of fish just going like, shh. The river was just alive with fish everywhere we looked. I've never seen anything like it. Thousands and thousands of fish were just skimming the surface of the water. And our boy who was with us, one of our boys, said, wow, look at all the fish. And that instantly reminded me of my visit to the river the week before and the words that I had spoken. And you'd already shared that with us. So that was the spin out because Joshua and I were just standing there and we were like, no way, this is like what you were talking about. This is like so amazing. So the voice of God, that's the topic of the day. How do you hear his voice? What does it sound like? Does it present itself differently on different occasions? There was once about 10 years ago, yet again, Seems like 10 years ago is a current theme for us. That's sort of around about the time of our really just putting everything on the line insofar as we will just follow your voice no matter what it sounds like. We will go wherever you want us to go. And we went to another town about 500 kilometres from where we were living. We were living currently in a very nice location. We'd always wanted to and dreamed of living and being 
and we were following his voice to start a church, a brand new church in a town 500 kilometers back where we had come from before, where we really didn't want to go. And how did he speak to us there to confirm to us that that was where he would want us to go? Well, it was interesting because part of that move was that we were we were going to experience the the outback. Like he had put on our heart people that were in isolated areas and they were in spaces that were um, further afield and like you know difficult people in leadership that were in remote areas of Australia. And at that time, some people were planning a church. They asked us if we would want to be a part of that. We were like well that's in the direction of where he's leading us he's been speaking to us about doing some things in the outback um, and to go on that wilderness journey with him to be stepping right out of our comfort zone and and going on this incredible out into these incredible outback spaces and when we were moving there he didn't want us to actually be located in the town where this church was being planted he wanted us to keep being reminded that he was taking us further west further west all the time so this house was highlighted to us um, in a, a little town that was about 50 k's from where we had gone and when we went to look at this house the trees were welcoming us was like a guard of honour or like a as we were coming, as we were driving out to where this was. And yeah, then... that took a long time to get there, Kylie. I asked you, like, how did God speak to us at that time? And that's cool. Like, it's a, it's a, you got there in the end and that's where I was going with it was, yeah, he spoke to us through the movement of trees. So it's not always your ears. It's not always seeing fish it's not always seeing trees move is it possible that with him being that all things are possible with God that he can speak to us in a variety of different ways absolutely and it comes back to that place that there is no separation that we are in him he is in us that all of creation is in him and therefore all of creation is in us. So we have this beautiful relationship with all of creation where the birds are speaking to us, whether it's, it, you know, it comes back to our walk again where we were walking the South Coast and we had some of those days where we were just, we needed strength. We had had enormous, you know, 14-hour day walking in the heat and we were, you know, physically drained and, and at some of those times we would have birds fly in like kookaburras fly in to laugh over us to just be releasing that joy over us as we lay down in our tents at night time and as we engage with that frequency that was being released from the birds we would find ourselves just being strengthened in that moment from this beautiful relationship that was unfolding with all of creation i think a lot of the time I need to hear God's voice through money. So I quite often talk to God about wanting to go here or wanting to go there. And I require, I ask God, well, if you want us to go there, then how about you make something come about for us so that we can at least step off in that direction? Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like that he has used that definitely to make doors open and close for us and, and sometimes I think he actually speaks to us by not providing money just to see if you'll go anyway and I'm excited for the day when that is not in my sphere of thinking because I I'm excited to be coming into more flow there where I'm just basing my uh, my decisions on what he's speaking to me and not on what I can see is possible from a money perspective so what's he asking you to do for the rest of the day then? Well, today I'm going to go back and continue to varnish my artworks and wait for his voice through you today, speaking about what we're going to do next. So through your artworks, we also have artworks available as well on our website, wildfiretribe.life. Is that where you find our artworks? Yeah, you can go there. There's links to our shop and some of the things that we have available which is uh yeah there's lots of life in that space so when when you're painting when, when let's just talk about the artworks now uh in relation to hearing god's voice and how he speaks to you in various different ways 
are you painting in union with him? Are you painting via his voice? What does that look like for you? Mm, absolutely. Yeah, there is no separation. He's intrinsically woven into each one of the paintings that I create, into each one of those artworks is infused, a life infusion that is specifically for the person that is going to eventually so end up with So the voice that. of God Hanging. on canvas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if you're looking for an artwork painted by Kylie herself or a drawing done by myself, that would be a great place to go and have a look and purchase a picture from our website. We also thank you to the people that have already done that. We thank you for people that have purchased Kylie's book, The New Now. We also thank you to the people who have uh, sponsored us, who are patrons of ours via Patreon. We thank you so much for your support and we look forward to one day, I am hoping that God whispers in my ear, Sean, go and visit those people one by one. I really look forward to the opportunity to be able to do that, to visit you, the listener who is supporting us. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like as I've gone on in my relationship with God... Because it's interesting when talking about hearing about God's voice. I feel like one thing I've realized is that I actually have a lot more choice in everything than I had previously realized. Like I think I used to think, oh gosh, if things are tough, I must have got it wrong. I must have heard wrong. I must have had, you know, I made the wrong decision. Like I, But the reality is that I'm a co-creator with him and we are creating a future together we're actually creating I'm creating a future together with him and because I'm married to Sean we're co-creating a future together with one another with him so it is like it it's this wonderful new creation reality and the more that I'm in sync with him the more that this reality that I see, that I hear, the more that it flows through me and it actually becomes our life. And I think that's one of the challenging parts when there's more of a, you know, when you feel like there's more of a separation, like, oh, oh, God spoke this word from heaven. When you realise that it's like this never-ending ongoing conversation, this beautiful building of a relationship, this understanding his nature and that we're forging together this wonderful new creation reality, that we're stepping into the fullness of who we've always been, that the more that I walk closely with him, the more that I understand who who I really am and that I have so many choices in that space like I can choose to be sitting here today or I can choose to be on the other side of the world I can choose like we have so much more choice in all of the different things that we decide every day than we realize and we can be our own worst enemy like we can be the ones that pull apart our hopes and dreams so wherever you are and whatever you're doing, you are there because you've heard God's voice. Uh, if that's what you've been trying to do, yeah. Well, it's either that or else you're saying, no, I'm going to do the opposite. Or you're, or you're just not even conscious to him speaking to you at all. Like there are lots of people that probably just don't realise that he is wanting to have that ongoing conversation with them. Like they're not, they're just doing what they feel like they're supposed to do. And that's the hardest part is quite often in churches, we're not taught that God is having this ongoing, amazing relationship with us. We're, we're, we're still taught that this is the way that we do things. Oh, you, you've got to, you, you know, you've got to go to school and then you've got to go to uni and then you've got to get a good solid job and you you know if you if you get in the property market now and you do all of these things and you go to church and you do your giving and all that kind of stuff then your life is going to be on the right track and you'll be able to do good works for the kingdom you know like where where is that voice coming from whose voice is in your head that is speaking to you what is the voice that you're listening to are you listening to the voice of your parents are you listening to the voice of your teacher are you listening to the voice of that instagram guru Who, whose voice are you listening to you know and and i'm not saying that he doesn't god doesn't 
necessarily he can speak through other people absolutely but I think sometimes it we become so overwhelmed by all of the different voices in our world that we don't have any space in that place of quiet stillness to hear his still soft voice that is whispering to us to draw near to him and then to see the fullness of our new creation reality unravel before us as we get to forge that beautiful relationship with our Father in heaven. Yeah, that's right. I think quite often when you have experiences in in church, that's our experiences, you do things, you go places, you serve, you volunteer, you give, you make decisions based upon what the church at the time is teaching you is the way to do things and you do that and you do that and you do that and if anything happens in your church existence where things don't pan out well relationship wise say with pastors or with the church in general you can take on board some hurt and have uh, feelings of not not nice feelings towards some of the people in the church or the leadership because you associate what went wrong or you know being let down with that those people or that building but I think there's also the truth of that can be that there is times during your life where you are learning from other people when you are learning from pastors and leaders in churches etc if that's the environment that you're in and you are trusting that the things that they are telling you that God has for you are true. And that that is okay. But there seems to be also an ongoing trend that's happened in my life where the longer that you walk in unity with God, knowing that he is in your every moment, that there seems to become there seems to come a time where you don't need to hear from other people all the time because God's developing his relationship with you uniquely. And for that to occur, you need to be able to hear his voice for yourself uniquely, not through a third person. Absolutely. It's, it's so, so, so true. So therefore, if that's the case and he, that's the experience that I have with him, that I am learning to hear his voice uniquely for myself and not even through you you know, or a pastor at a church or, or a trusted friend because God has a unique relationship for me. Therefore, I have to accept that he also has a unique relationship for you as well, as well as everybody else that's walking with him. So if that is the case, that God wants to have relationship, he wants to speak to me, he wants to speak to you, sometimes separate as well, then in the beginning when I started my Christian walk with God was at a church, but now I now I don't find myself in that environment that often. Is it possible that God is okay with other individuals not being in that that church environment all the time to hear his voice? Yeah, I, I, of course it is. Yeah, because we're all on. I think it's. I know that's a, a bit of a roundabout, long, merry-go-round way of getting to a point. But the point I think that I'm trying to make is that in those environments, in my experience in church environments, there can be a feeling, a teaching, an undercurrent of you can't do it on your own. Sadly, yes. And there's also when you're building a church and you're trying to build teams and have people to... Get be in all of the volunteer positions that you need to run a successful church, you know, when you're building it. Um, we've Sadly, we have seen control and manipulation. We've seen, you know, with coming out of this place of the best intentions for you, but really not taking into consideration that people people have their unique walk 
to walk with God and that he can be speaking to you to come in and out of those spaces and to not, for, for some people, he has spoken to them, this is where I want you and you're going to be there for 25 years and that's amazing, you know, when people really know that. But I also know there are people that are in churches that are feeling something different and they're feeling not supported in what they're hearing from God. They're feeling leaders are saying to them, oh, no, that would he wouldn't be calling you out into a place where you're not going to be covered by the protection of the church. Or And we know this because this is our journey with him. He's taken us not only into a spiritual isolation in some ways, but geographical isolation where we have actually been in places where there have been no functioning churches. And we believe that he has done that on purpose to show us and to reveal to us so that it becomes our reality that he is our everything. That not only can we survive in a space where we are holding on to him without everything, but we can thrive, that we can become lights, beacons on a hill that are flashing this beautiful space of freedom and love to the point where we have mystified our church friends in them thinking, going from being deeply concerned about our walk with God to being mystified in why are these guys gone higher or why have they come gone deeper when everybody else in the church space seems to have just stayed the same. And so can you. So if you feel like God is calling you into a place of union with him one-on-one outside of that other gathering that you used to be a part of, then perhaps that's quite all right. So my advice for you would be to sit with him and listen. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really, really exciting space when you can step into that next level of relationship with God where you're trusting him. You're just trusting him. And the the hard part is like it, it doesn't mean that unexpected things won't happen. Like it doesn't mean that we're not going to face difficulty or loss or pain. Because I know that when Abraham was asked to sacrifice his son on the altar that he didn't go and ask his church first. (laughs) Are you sure about that, honey? (laughs) Well, there are many examples throughout the Bible. There are. That's the book that you look to for advice. And if you're listening to this, I suspect that you have a Bible, that you do read it and that you use it as a guide. And there is many people throughout the Bible who follow the voice of God, who are not necessarily, and this is not an anti-church message or an anti-community message because we also find ourselves in and out of community with people. But there are many examples of people that have learnt to hear the voice of God one-on-one outside of that community and outside of that church gathering. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're all on this journey of restoration. Like we're all on this journey of remembering who we are. We're remembering what the voice of God sounds like. And we're learning not to hesitate, but to walk in the fullness of what this looks like as we're learning. So we're learning what is he saying to me? How how does he speak to me? We're learning what because we all were with him in the beginning. So we're all learning to come back to that place where all of the other voices have subsided and our ears are just tuned so perfectly to his sweetness as he leads us forth into the ever-expanding reality of our fullness in Christ. And that is the beautiful part of diving into this place where we're going, okay, This just feels right. I just feel like he's speaking to me about this and I'm just going to step into it. I'm going to activate myself in what I believe he's speaking to me and see what happens. And sometimes things don't pan out as you would hope that they would, do they? Even when you feel like you've heard from him and he said, go and start this business or do that thing or uh, and I and you feel like, oh, well, if I do that, that therefore I'll be financially rewarded or a relationship will be repaired or some of those things we put measurements on 
after we hear from his voice or we assume that that's going to be an outcome, sometimes what we assume is going to be the outcome doesn't actually happen. No, it does not. And I think what it is, is that we we dive into these incredible spaces with God and we are our measure of success is still based on what the world tells us is um, the measure of success. So we're lining up our hearing his voice and then our diving into this mystery and then we're going, is it successful because it's been financially viable? Is it successful So what's he trying to do in that place then? Well, he's trying to bring us into the fullness of who we already are. He's actually the deep desire within us to walk with him in this way of like amazing fullness, this way of like we're crying out, all of me, God, all of me. Like I want to, I want to change the world. I want to create this space where I'm living in this fullness of life and, and love and abundance. But what we don't realize is that in signing up and saying yes to that, is we're signing up to letting go of all the old paradigms. We're signing up to letting go of everything we understood to be true and coming into the remembering of how it actually always was in the beginning, which is a massive undoing. And the hardest part about saying yes is that you're not saying yes to instantly being in the fullness. You're actually saying yes to the unraveling of everything that's standing in the way of you being where you were destined to be. So I feel like that takes us right back to that Romans 8 verses that we were reading earlier about our, our identity and who we think we are. If we say yes to the voice of God expecting an outcome you know, let's just break it down to a financial outcome. If I say yes to doing this thing that you've asked me to do, then I expect that we'll get a financial reward. Who do we say he is? Is he our master? Are we his slave? Or are we his sons? Now, if he asks us to do something as a son, why is it that we decide that there is a measurement of success in our own measurement that we should apply to that at all? Or, or should we just step out and do what he has for us because he's our loving father and not be concerned about the outcome, knowing that he has what he deems as best for us? Well, that brings me to this conversation that Jesus was having with uh, the Jewish leaders And he says, uh, the time came to observe the winter feast of renewal in Jerusalem. Jesus walked into the temple area under Solomon's covered walkway. And when the Jewish leaders encircled him and said, how much longer will you keep us in suspense? Tell us the truth and clarify this for us. Once and for all, are you really the Messiah, the anointed one? And Jesus answered them, I've told you the truth already and you do not believe me. The Father and I are one. When they heard this, the Jewish leaders were so enraged that they picked up rocks to stone him to death. But Jesus said, my father has empowered me to work many miracles and acts of mercy among you. Isn't it written in your scriptures that God said you are God's? The scripture cannot be denied or found to be in error. So if those who have the message of the scriptures are said to be God's, then why would you accuse me of blasphemy? For I have been uniquely chosen by God and he is the one who sent me to you. How then could it be blasphemy for me to say that I am the son of God? If I'm not doing the beautiful works that my father sent me to do, then don't believe me. But if you see me doing the beautiful works of God upon the earth, then you should at least believe the evidence of the miracles, even if you don't believe my words. Then you would come to experience me and be convinced that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. They're, they're sitting there in the midst of being with God, with the Son, with Jesus, and they're not even recognizing him right there they're doubting are we hearing oh like and and it's no different now like it's no different when we are in this space of coming into a deeper relationship with God of of learning to hear his voice for ourselves and then doubting that away 
Are we just going to continue to go, oh, no, we need more proof. Oh, no, we just need you to show us one more miracle and then we'll believe. Oh, no, well, how can you say that? You can't say that you're the son of God. We are sons of God. We are Jesus on the earth. We are the voice of God. So if God's telling you to step out into something new today, and it seems like it might be good, like it's not like something that you would frame up as being disastrous from the outset, then just step into it. That's his voice, isn't it? Absolutely. And it's the adventure. It's it's the journey. It's it's the it's life it's our life like this moment is our life and you know if you're feeling like he's saying it's time to stop that job like it's just time to to give your resignation and and you're thinking oh my gosh but what am I going to do and you're trusting him to open up the next thing or you're trusting him to create a new opportunity or you're trusting him that you're moving to another town where you don't know anybody but things are going to open up you're trusting that he's got friends for you in that space where you have desired friendship and you haven't had it like Every moment is this moment where we're not only trusting him, but we're being activated in that desire for what it is that you're feeling that he's going to be bringing into your life. Sometimes he's actually whispering in your ear to not do anything. And that's probably one of the hardest things of all. Because we all want to be seen to be doing things for him as well as representatives of him, as servants of him, as workers for him. And I've always been one that has placed high value in being busy. I've valued hard work. Hard work has always been extremely highly valued in my family and in the circles that we have found ourselves in for our whole entire lives. And so if he's asking you to do nothing and you're, you have grown up in an environment where it's highly prized to be a very hard worker then I would have to suggest to you that it's highly likely that that's his voice because he is actually ultimately more caring about your character and your walk with him than who you appear to be to the rest of the world. And it's difficult because in some instances where he has been framing up for us a time, a period of time where we have been able to just stop, uh, you'll find that if you don't listen to that voice and you don't heed what he's asking you in that space, you'll find you'll probably have a health issue. Um, there'll be something that you need, like maybe you'll get chronic fatigue or there'll be an operation that you need and, and there's some forced downtime that is very difficult that you need to walk that out because your your body is reacting to that space. You're pushing yourself too hard or you're not really heeding that space because you can't figure out how you're going to take that time and then all of a sudden that time is forced upon you in some uh, in some way and and if that if that's your story I would encourage you to just step into the fullness of what he has for you in that time of rest and rejuvenation and healing and recovery is is spend that time with him go deeper while you're in that space of recovery because otherwise you're going to find yourself going around the mountain again and Going around the mountain again is frustrating and I've been around some of our mountains many times and found myself, oh, it's two years later and oh, look, here we are at the same place again. Going around the mountain costs a lot, but in our eyes, going around the mountain, the most costly thing is time, but time is not costly for God. No, the beauty of time is that when you come into your seeing time through God's eyes, you realize we live outside of time. The time is actually a created construct that actually brings more stress and anxiety and things that are not from God into our lives if we let them. Don't you find it interesting too, in our experience when God's been whispering to us to just say, for instance, close a business Maybe a business that's functioning okay, but not extremely well, but not going backwards. But he's just you're just getting this whisper of, I think it's time for us to move on to the next thing. 
And in that decision-making process of finally hearing clearly that that is what he wants you to do, that it will arise that your business all of a sudden looks much better. An opportunity comes along, something in the town that you're in happens that is much more exciting. You know, there's it, when you make a decision, it seems to be there's an opportunity that arises for you to do the opposite. True. That's our experience is when he brings you to a place of making a decision, no matter how difficult it is, then all of a sudden this wonderful opportunity will arise and it's a distraction. It is. Will you really do what I've asked you to do? What if I just flash some cash here for you or bring a relationship to you that you've longed for at the last moment? Are you still going to do what I've asked you to do or are you going to stay now? Yes. So watch out for that one because that's our experience when it comes to making big life decisions that when it takes a long time for you to make those decisions, there can come a temptation right at the end that'll have you change your mind. Yeah, a little sweetness, a little thing that will just be like you there's the possibility to even think, oh, this is too good to be true. We must be meant to stay or this must be a sign that maybe all of those things that we were pressing into aren't really God. Now, theologically, how does that fit, Kylie? I guess you can throw in the book of Job when some of the disastrous things were happening around him and his friends were advising him that he must have done something wrong, he mustn't be hearing the voice of God, that that uh, he brought it all upon himself, that he just ignored all of those outs, those opportunities to go, oh, actually, yeah, you're right, this can't be God, this can't be how things are supposed to be for my life. But he just hung on and hung on to God's voice, that when Abraham was asked to sacrifice his son on the altar, that he didn't second-guess it, he didn't put it off, that he follows, followed God's voice and, and immediately went about following God's voice even though it just seemed at the time diabolical that God wouldn't ask you to do that, surely. Well, I think as I've begun to understand more about this non-separateness, like this, you know, when you start thinking to yourself, oh, it is is God's only in this area of my life. You know, there's all these things that I have to do and then there's the the God things and, you know, there's... Like, why do we have this notion of secular and sacred? Like, why is there the church and the world? There's us and them. There's good and evil. Like, why why are we constantly separating? John speak in, cha- in John chapter 1. He says, The light shines in the darkness... And just when we thought there was a darkened place that he didn't exist, we see that even the darkness is as light to you, which it speaks of in Psalms 139. There is no separation. So it's it comes back to that place again where we realize that he's in our everything. He's in every space he's in every layer he's in he wants to be in the everydayness of our everyday speaking to us in every moment whispering a, a beautiful little key when the baby is crying he whispering like a way to you know parent your toddler he's whispering how to deal with a work colleague that's just such a pain in the ass like he's whispering all of these different solutions and and creative ways of uh, exercising and outworking things in our life all the time so anyway where we're going with all of that at the end of the day Kylie is the topic was about hearing the voice of God can we hear his voice does it represent itself in different ways and our answer is yes we can hear from him and yes it sounds different in a lot of different ways. Do not let anybody tell you that you can't hear from him. Do not let anybody tell you that you need to go to a third party to hear from him. It is not true. Exactly. He is intricately woven into the very essence of your being. He has he... created you to be you. 
And he's created you for a life of uniqueness with him. Yeah, it's so true. If anybody's telling you any different, then I would recommend that you sit by yourself in a place with no other distractions and talk to God one-on-one and see what he has to say about it. Yeah, it's very exciting. We are very excited to have spent some time with you today. So we would just encourage you to step into something that he's speaking you he's speaking to you this week. Just sit in that still quiet place and go, "Okay God, what is it that I'm going to be activated in this week?" Only has to be something little and it can be just something in a moment, but yeah, we would encourage you into that space and So we love you guys. We love each one of you. And it's very special that you're on this Wildfire Tribe journey with us. We hope you've been encouraged and we look forward to joining you again next week. We thank you for listening to us. But ultimately, above all, we just ask that you listen to him. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to him because his voice is for you. Bye.